This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Friday the 4th of February. Justin, if you can't get your hands on a rapid antigen test, Mm -hmm. the state of Victoria is trying to fix all of that. They're partnering with a local manufacturer to make 1 million rat tests locally from April. And they're going to be ramping it up to 50 million rats per year from October. Your next NSW. (laughs) B-Man, move over China because India's central bank reckons it's going to release its own digital currency called (laughs) the Digi Rupee in the 20. 2022-2023 financial year. The it race is really heating up. The race is heating up, yeah. Justin. Three speedy stories today. Let's do it. For our first. Aussie company Aristocrat Leisure is going to give up on its acquisition of UK gaming software company Playtech Ooh. after their shareholders rejected the deal. It is a no from Playtech shareholders, B-Man. <laughs> what is the story? So Aristocrat Leisure is an Australian gambling machine manufacturer. In fact, it's one of the largest manufacturers of slot machines in the world. Now, Justin, last year, they revealed their plans to buy a gaming software company that goes by the name of Playtech. And it sounded like a done deal, but who's Playtech again? Well, Playtech, they make software for online casinos Mm -hmm. and poker rooms and bingo games. Scratch games, online sports betting. They do a lot of things. But it looks like that won't be happening, Brett, because Playtech's shareholders went rogue and rejected the deal. Which, as you can imagine, sent shares in Aristocrat down, down, down as much as 2.5% following this news. So what's the key learning here? When you become a shareholder in a company, you not only gain access to things like potential dividends Mm -hmm. and potential capital appreciation, but you also gain access to voting rights. And those voting rights can be used to vote for or against company actions. And Jazzy Boy, let's be honest here, as one single little human, you may not have the power to influence big decisions, but a collective of shareholders, they've got the power to bring about huge company changes. Now this collective, that's called a shareholder block. And this shareholder block, they've got powers that could include firing a board member, or even blocking a merger or an acquisition. And that one, Brett, aristocrat knows a thing or two about. Very close to their heart. For our second story, Meta, the company formerly known as Facebook, <laughs> saw its share price sink 22% Ooh. after they announced some pretty, pretty, pretty <laughs> disappointing results. RoboZack would not be happy with that one, Brett. What is the story? So Meta, okay, Facebook, mm-hmm. they had an all right quarter. The good news? Meta's revenue was above expectations. The bad news is that Meta missed its active user expectations. And the extra bad news? Meta doesn't think things are looking good for the upcoming quarter either. Yep, Meta said inflation and supply shortages would take a toll on their advertising budget. AKA Meta's bread and butter slash cash cow. <laughs> now on top of that, Justin, Meta's had to bid farewell to its cryptocurrency project DM. And after Meta spread the bad news, their shares sank 22%. It just goes to show you, you can talk the talk, Justin, but you gotta waltz the waltz. <laughs> so what's the key learning here? <laughs> when investors lose confidence in a company's future, mm-hmm. it tends to send that company's share price tumbling. Here's the thing. When Facebook changed its name to Meta, it wanted to prove to investors that it had growing ambitions. You know, ambitions that were way beyond just social media. And the day after that happened, their share price closed higher, which signaled that investors were pretty keen on this change. Yeah, they liked the direction Meta was heading in with a Metaverse exploration. (laughs) And its crypto project DM. But if you fast forward a few months to now, Meta hasn't really delivered on those promises. Their user numbers are down. And its crypto project is currently dead on arrival. (laughs) Which tells investors that maybe Meta can't 
can't pull everything off. For our third and final story, ExxonMobil's annual profits have absolutely exploded <laughs> to 23 billion US dollars, and that's its highest level since 2014. So they're back from the dead. Back from the dead, and Exxon the money, man. What is the story? <laughs> so ExxonMobil is a multinational oil and gas company. It formed when Exxon merged with Mobil back in 99, and as they say, Brett, the rest is history. Fascinating. But when the world came to its standstill in 2020, yeah. Justin, oil companies like ExxonMobil, they were um, at a loss. Literally and figuratively, Brett. I.e., the price of oil literally went below $0 per <laughs> barrel in April 2020. And things were so bad that ExxonMobil revealed it was cutting 1,600 oh, jobs. That's a tenth of their workforce, wow. essentially, to try and recruit some of their losses. But as the world opened back up, oil became a hot commodity once again. And now, Brett, gas prices are up 50% from a year ago. And petrol is near a seven-year high. So it's no surprise that Exxon just revealed sales are up more than 80% to $85 billion US dollars. <laughs> and its annual profits, my friend, $23 billion US dollars, the highest since 2014. That's just the nature of cyclical stocks like ExxonMobil. So what is the key learning here? A cyclical stock is a stock that's price is affected by economic changes. In other words, they follow the cycle of the economy. When the economy is up, these stocks are booming. And uh, when the economy is down, you get the picture. (laughs) And because of their cyclical nature, these shares can be pretty volatile. The oil market is highly cyclical Mm -hmm. because oil demand generally correlates with economic growth. You know, when the economy is good, people can afford to buy petrol even when it gets real exy. So as the economy opened back up, so did the potential for profits at companies like ExxonMobil. Mm -hmm. Fluxfam, you heard our call. A big thank you to all the Flux listeners who gave us a five-star rating on Spotify. We hit the hundred. Pretty, pretty, pretty amazing from everyone. We really appreciate it. So wherever you are right now, turn to the person to your left and ask them, have they listened to What the Flux yet? If not, they're missing out. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on Monday.